Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hi, I'm Tony Hendrell. And I'm Jeff Kleister. And this is the Final Edition Radio Hour. Well, Tony Baloney, what new Trumpian outrage are you going to get all ranty about this week? I'm not actually, Jeffers. I'm done. I'm leaving. Really? Are you moving to Canada? The EU? Mexico City? No, no. I'm leaving in my mind. I'm just not engaging with the lunacy anymore. I'm going to start living in the past. Oh, you mean like the 80s when mockumentaries were a new and novel thing for which people didn't get paid? Uh, no. No, you mean way back the turn of the century when child labor was a new and novel thing for which people didn't get paid? Uh, no. But that's the final edition's business model, Tony. Uh, yes, I mean, no, no, I mean... I mean those dear dead days of 2016, when the worst thing in the news was Martin Shkreli raising the prices of an EpiPen to 600 bucks. And wondering whether or not you could get one on the 2nd Avenue subway line. Yes, I miss Carly Fiorina. I miss Eamon Bundy and his funny little militia. What harm did they do, really? Nothing. They were just quaint western folks with grievances and guns. Where will things ever be that sweet again, Jeffers? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Hamilton seems so trivial now. Do you remember when there was an environment to protect? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait, wait, Tony. I know. What? I know, I know. What? What? Let's just do a show in which we never mention you know who. Yes, yes, and, and you know who's, you know what, you know where. Yeah, right here, right, right now, now, on the, the final, final edition, edition radio, radio hour. hour. Man on the street. NASA has found seven Earth-sized planets pretty close to us that might sustain life. The final edition asks the man on the street, what do you think? Can you drive there? I don't like flying. Do they have oil? I haven't even met them yet, but I already do not agree with their God. Seven new planets and the Jews aren't welcome on any of them. Trappist system. Does that mean everyone flies around on ropes and swings from thing to thing? I don't know, honey. I think I'm going to move to the Trappist system. I just need a little more space. 
I'm just saying, you take off the T and you got a problem. I hear Harrison Ford accidentally landed a plane there. I'm already starting a Save the Environment campaign for those Earths. Yeah, I already got an email from somebody on Trappist saying they've got to transfer some money into my account. Hot new singles in your area. Trappist. A lot of third tentacle enlargement pills that they're selling. It's not very bright. The sun is not very bright. I hear that, Barry. My sun's not very bright either. Recently, we were told about Jessica, a college student who could use some help paying her tuition. Looks like it's time for a... Random act of helpfulness. Yeah, I recently applied for a grant, but I didn't get it, so I really don't have any money for next semester. What if I told you that Honda was going to pay for your college until you graduate? Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, well, that's going to happen. Surprise! Cool. Thanks, man. Do you have anything you want to say? Not really. Are you excited at all? Sure, I guess. You guess? Honda is literally paying for your very expensive education that you otherwise could not afford. Yeah, that's cool, but I don't know. I was just going to take out a loan. Don't get me wrong, it's really nice of you. Nice of us? You're an ingrate, you know that? Yeah, I can see that. What? You don't even care that I just called you an ingrate? Nah, that's fair. You know what? Fuck you. We're taking the money back. I understand. You... You understand? Girl, you could have your entire education paid for. You pretty much need college education for just about anything these days. You know that. <sighs> my uncle's a mechanic, and he never went to college, and he was one of my favorite people. Are you knocking mechanics or something? No, no, no. I, I work for Honda. I, that's not even the point. You, you want to go to college. It's expensive, and you can't afford it. Therefore, Honda was going to do you a solid and just pay tens of thousands of dollars for you. But you know what? Forget it now. It's off the table. It's cool. I get it. I'll take it alone. That was my original plan anyway. Do you know how many years it's going to take you to pay that off? Yeah, you know. D don't shrug at me. I get it. It's the problem with us millennials, right? Bitch, we're the same age. But yeah, actually it is. You know what? I'm out of here. Good luck with all the debt you're going to have. It was nice meeting you. Good luck selling cars. Do you long for something exhilarating? Something new and exciting? Something fast and seductive? Did you grow up ogling attractive cars and calendars? Do you refer to cars as she because you've sexualized them? Do you yearn for the thrills of high speed? Do you want to drive harder and faster and weirder than your current safe minivan that takes care of your kids can handle? Do you want to get inside a sweet little ride and not worry about cleaning up that messy interior because it's not your goddamn responsibility? Then come to Johnny's Car Whores, where you can get a great ride without worrying about taking care of what's under the hood. I rode Mercedes. She was hot and fast and shiny. Looked really expensive even though she didn't cost a lot. Sure, she had been stolen from her home and had her VIN numbers rubbed off, so it was kind of like an anonymous sex slave, but I don't need to worry about that, because cars aren't people. 
and neither are prostitutes. Jasmine was a Lamborghini, which I always wanted to try. They're just so exotic. I hear the doors open sideways. I mean, sure, she had been welded back together by some chop shop, which must have been traumatizing, but hey, I don't have to care about her past or her future. Just that sweet, sweet drive. Tiffany was great. She purred like a kitten and made me feel like a stud going 100 miles per hour in a school zone. She was only two years old. And even though I'm 58, that wasn't statutory rape because she's a whore. I mean, she's a car. She's she's not a whore. She's She's a car. Sherry was so sweet, tight, fast, bright red. My friends and I all went for a ride. But we accidentally totaled her in Vegas and dropped her body in a junkyard. It was uh, pretty funny, actually, you know? But it's okay, we're not like uh, murderers because just a car. And also, a whore. Nothing loves being ridden hard and then being left forever without a second thought more than a car. Or a prostitute. We offer low APR, easy financing, and we never use seat covers. So come on down to Johnny's Car Whores. Because for now, women are still legally people, but cars are not. Get yourself into one of my sweet, hot little rides today. Hey, bitch, did I tell you you could talk? This sketch was written by a woman. Hi. Welcome to the Ron Eisenberg News, with news targeted specifically at Ron Eisenberg of Madison, Wisconsin. To begin, we go to Becca Sanchez, live in front of Ron's ex-girlfriend's apartment. Becca? Bob, Lori Van Gleeson's lights are on, indicating she's home and probably alone and isn't doing anything and doesn't have a whole lot going on. Becca, does she still think she's all that? I believe she does, Bob. But she has never really had that much going on. Our sources indicate that she never really did. These lights are just the final nail in the coffin. Could they possibly mean anything else? They could not possibly mean anything else, Bob. That is the only only possible thing. That's the only possible thing. Thanks, Becca. In sports, the New England Patriots cheated in the Super Bowl somehow and will soon be stripped of their title. Josh Mayfield has more. Bob, everybody who watches football now thinks the fourth quarter in Super Bowl 51 was some kind of deflate gate, roid rage bullshit that's going to get blown wide open. Does literally every sports fan agree on this? Literally everyone does. Sorry to interrupt, but we have a report that Lori Van Camp is not getting married despite what she put on Facebook and that the man she is not marrying is an obese sociopath who smells like the inside of a copy machine. Thank you, Becca and Josh. Now, Jan with Entertainment News. Bob, the A-Team is still the greatest fucking show ever. Thanks, Jan. Becca, you have another report? Yes, Bob. Ron Eisenberg's ex-girlfriend, the former Lori Van Gleeson, is pregnant and her baby is going to be born with fins. Thanks, Becca. After the break, yet another special report on why Bernie would have won. Oh man, I was just on Facebook and I saw a big spoiler for the new X-Men movie. I tried my best to avoid them, but they still got me. This sucks. Sick of social media giving away movies to you? Wish there was a better way to avoid spoilers for your favorite TV shows and sporting events? Sure, but how? (laughs) Shut up and listen, and I'll make sure you don't listen. Huh? That's right. With my not-yet-patented spoiler defense system, you'll never get things spoiled ever again. Okay. How does it work? <laughs> Great question. But I didn't... First, we tie you down... Hey, what What are you doing? 
Whoa, whoa. Hey, let go of me. Then my not yet patented spoiler defense system removes all your pesky senses that spoilers enter your body from. Overheard people talking about how Luke Skywalker dies in the next Star Wars? Wait, he does? I didn't know that. Well, not anymore, because with my not yet patented spoiler defense system, we'll remove your hearing. saw a Facebook post about how Rick Grimes got brutally killed and is now a zombie. No! I'm not caught up with Walking Dead yet! It's okay! Because with my not yet patented spoiler defense system, we'll also remove your vision. Bye-bye, pesky spoilers! Hey, what are you doing with that camera? Ah, the flash! I'm blind! With the help of those strong UV rays, you sure are! You bastard! Why are you doing this to me? Because I'm stopping anyone from spoiling anything ever again. The Kings lost tonight to the Lakers. Wait, did you just say something? See? But look, I'm not really a doctor. I'm just an internet troll who likes to post spoilers online. Heard about how Continuum's Kira Cameron helped save the future by actually leaving it? I don't know what any of that is. Continuum. It's on sci-fi about a cop who travels to the future to stop terrorists. It's a good show. I've... I've never heard of it. Go back to not hearing. Ah! Anyway, that was me. But causing emotional pain because I'm unhappy with my own life wasn't enough. So I came up with the not yet patented spoiler defense system, and now I get to cause physical pain too. Please get me out of here. Nope. But since you're all Helen Kellered out, you'll probably use Braille to communicate. Don't worry, with my not yet patented spoiler defense system, we got you covered. No. No, what are you doing with my hands? Let go of me! Can't read braille spoilers if you can't feel your fingertips. Ah! A hot iron! It burns! <laughs> Just like what they did to Will Smith and Men in Black. Speaking of, they're making a new one in which they reveal him and Tommy Lee Jones to have an alien baby, played by Jaden Smith. It's okay, because it wasn't spoiled for you. Sure, I still live in the attic in my mom's garage, but hurting others makes me feel a little less pathetic. So make your appointment today and never have anything spoiled for you ever again! Isn't that right? Ow. The not yet patented spoiler defense system. Call today! Especially if you have any connections to the patent office. So, how'd your date go last night? Okay for a while, but then I found out her last boyfriend was black. Ooh! Well, I never had that problem with RacistOnly.com. Racist only? You mean there's a dating site that won't let in black people? Oh, they let in blacks. And Latinos. And Koreans. And Indonesians. Just as long as they also hate blacks, or Latinos, or Koreans, or Indonesians. At RacistOnly.com, you'll find that special someone who hates all the same people you do. Just tell us which groups you hate, which is fun all by itself. I just got messaged by a girl named Maria, but sorry, Chica. This Chicano only dates dark-skinned Latinas. Whoa, check her out. I thought I was the only one who hates people from the Principality of Andorra. Stupid tweeners. And if you secretly fetishize races you hate, you can also hook up with self-loathing members of that community. I believe the white race is a true race, but I also want to bang an Asian chick. Great! I'm Tila Tequila! So click on to racistonly.com, where love will bring you together. And hate. You don't have to be lonely at racistonly.com. Anti-Semitism has been in the news this week, from PewDiePie to Jewish cemeteries to Milo the Brit full of shit. We thought it would be a very good thing if we demonstrated just how anti-anti-Semitic we are and have always been and will always be. 
So much so that I, for one, regard myself as the furthest thing possible from an anti-Semite. I am a proud pro-Semite. Whoa, 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 Tony. As the Jew in this partnership, I gotta say, oy vague. This pro-Semite section idea is as kosher as a pig's ass served on white bread with mayo made on Shabbat by Bin Laden. You want to support the Jews? Give me some money. This whole we run the banks and run the media thing doesn't work when we keep giving away our best material for free. It's bad business. Oy! Oh, what does that mean, Jeffers? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't speak Yiddish. I, uh, oh. Oh, well, okay, so, so, yeah, um, here's a section of material that's, well, let's call it, um, Jewish-ish. That's better. Have a listen, you goyim scum. L'chaim to life! I'm Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel. You know, my government has suffered some bad PR recently. People say we're reductive and unreasonable that we accept no criticism, and that we ask American Jews to defend unreasonable state policy. Uh, But, you know, my cabinet ministers and I are just regular folks like you. We're attorneys. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if you don't exonerate my client, you're anti-Semitic. We're salesmen. Buy my brushes, or you're an anti-Semite. We're doctors. Why won't you get better? Don't you like the Jews? We're mothers. Clean your room, or you're a Nazi. And we're lovers. When you reject me for sex, you reject all the Jewish people. In Israel's right-wing government, uh, we're just regular folks. And all we want is a little unwavering support, no matter what we do. If that's too much to ask, uh, well, I guess I know. What that makes you. Disclaimer, the guy who wrote that is Jewish. The Academy Award nominations have been announced and the nation's prediction industry is in high gear. But one great director will not be on Tenderhooks. Steven Spielberg. Our Pepper Lewis has the story. Steven Spielberg is a multi-billionaire with a string of blockbusters, but he hasn't won an Oscar for Best Picture since 1993 or an Oscar for Best Director since 1998. But he's come back big time with a dramatic announcement. So yeah, come spring, I'll be producing and directing a new blockbuster for DreamWorks, which will make motion picture history. I mean, it could hardly not be a blockbuster, surefire future legend of its time. Tell us what it's called, Steve. Saving the Private Diary of Schindler's Pianist. What's the storyline? Saving the Private Diary of Schindler's Pianist is set in Nazi Germany during World War II. It will be narrated by Natalie Portman from the diary of a 10-year-old Jewish-Polish girl named Anne. She's rescued from a train on the way to Bergen-Belsen by Hector Schindler, brother of famed Oscar Schindler of Schindler's List. Hector is the leader of a Polish resistance group who sabotaged trains bound for the camps.
recognizes Anne as the brilliant six-year-old piano prodigy he once heard play at a recital in the Jewish ghetto of Krakow. The two are pursued through Eastern Europe by a vengeful SS officer with a monocle named Klimt. One day before the war ends, he captures them in Normandy. Herr Schindler, wait! I cannot my private diary leave behind in. Alt! <laughs> I have you now, you fools! And forces Anne to play for him in a bombed-out cafe. when they're rescued by an American infantry squad under the command of Tom Hanks. Here, kid. We found your diary. Oh, God bless you, brave Yankee soldier. And they're flown to safety in England, where they're greeted by King George VI in an hour-long speech he has been rehearsing since 1939. Anne and Herr Schindler, England is prepared to welcome you to our car. Oh, that is wonderful. I will never be in the mood to watch it, but that is amazing. But there's one more big surprise to this story. Here's president of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, Cheryl Boone Isaacs. We of the Academy feel that although Stephen's new masterpiece is not even cast, let alone shot, it would be insulting to make a feature film of this monumental stature wait almost a year to be honored. So, by an unprecedented, extraordinary vote of the Academy, saving the private diary of Schindler's pianist is declared the best picture and Stephen best director. Israeli news service will be on vacation for the next month. The following story should apply to virtually any situation that might occur or ever has occurred in the state of Israel. A deadline Tel Aviv. A peace agreement was almost reached between Israel and the Palestinians, but Palestinian leaders overplayed their hand backed out of the agreement and were cheered by their people. Israel uh, reacted by overplaying their hand and building settlements in disputed territories. 
After a political backlash, a peace agreement was almost reached between Israel and the Palestinians, but Palestinian leaders overplayed their hand, backed out of the agreement, and were cheered by their people. Please replay this report as needed. Last week, teen pop star Justin Bieber visited the Anne Frank Museum in Amsterdam and signed the guestbook, Anne was a great girl. Hopefully, she would have been a believer. Since then, it seems everyone has weighed in on the story, from the Black Eyed Peas, Will I Am, to Anne's own stepsister, Eva Schloss. Everyone except for Anne Frank herself. The final edition now brings you her exclusive response. Hello, Justin Bieber. It's me, Anne Frank. I know it's weird for me to reach out to you, as I have been resting peacefully since 1945. That is until you visited my secret annex, signed the guest book, and then I rolled over in my grave. Look, you seem like a nice girl, so I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt and listen to your album. I mean, hey, if I hadn't been locked away in a tiny attic with seven other people, mice, and two cats with fleas for over two years without seeing the light of day, while constantly fearing for my life... Maybe I would have enjoyed the depths and complexities of your lyrics. I've got money in mine hands that I'd really like to blow. Swag, swag, swag on you. Chillin' by the fire while we eatin' fondue. Who knows? Had things been different for me, I may have appreciated listening to your runs, as opposed to having them. After contracting dysentery from drinking contaminated water in a concentration camp where I've watched my family die. It's just that I had so much going on, but with being locked in a closet for so long, something tells me you can relate to this feeling. I'm just saying, had I not been so selfishly preoccupied with not walking or making a single sound for fear of being murdered, I might have really dug your beatboxing. Maybe had things not gone the way they did, the Holocaust and all that stuff, I would have lived to see my diary published, and I would have been a famous teenager too. And instead of being ripped apart from my family and dying a slow, painful death, I would have punched a cake on the set of CSI like you did. But probably I would have just eaten it because we didn't have sugar. So yes, maybe had all these things not happened to me, I would have been a believer. But instead, I penned a beautiful and poignant account of what living through one of the most tragic events in history was like. Have fun selling your perfume. Auf Wiedersehen. If I was your boyfriend, never let you go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you Henry Kissinger's thoughts on the Gaza Strip crisis. As we are all well aware, there are many issues and aspects to consider regarding this conflict between the Palestinians and Israelis that spans many, many years. One must take into account and consider the plight of the Palestinian people in their strong desire for a state of their own while feeling oppressed by the Israelis. While the Israeli nation feels that it is under constant threat by its surrounding countries accentuated by this issue with the Palestinians on the Gaza Strip. 
The issues at hand are massive, and much thought and care must be taken to dissect and find peace in this troubled land. But, in the end, I don't give a shit. President Trump has vowed to renege on the Iran nuclear deal because he's convinced it's just a cover for Iran to develop a nuclear weapon, which would be disastrous for the region. But is the situation quite as simple as that? Our Pepper Lewis has the story. Iran doesn't have a nuclear weapon. The most the International Atomic Energy Agency will confirm is that Iran is enriching uranium at a rate that might someday be used for non-peaceful purposes. But curiously, the International Atomic Energy Agency has never investigated reports that Israel has developed a nuclear weapon. In fact, several hundred of them. IAEA Director General Amano explains. As we have been repeatedly told to say, Israel has no nuclear weapons program. It is therefore under no obligation to sign the International Nuclear Non-Proliferation Agreement. Since they won't sign it, we can't investigate them for non-compliance. All we can say with certainty is that even though Israel has between 200 and 400 nuclear warheads, enough to turn North Africa into a rubble-strewn moonscape and make Europe uninhabitable for centuries, they don't exist. But if they do exist, wouldn't that be a bigger issue than Iran's possible nuclear ambitions? No, because while the IAEA has no conclusive evidence that Israel has between 200 and 400 nuclear weapons, it does have evidence that Iran is enriching uranium to levels that might be used at some point in the future for a nuclear weapon. We can state with certainty, therefore, that Iran currently has a non-existent nuclear weapon that may someday exist. What's the difference between weapons which don't exist and non-existent weapons? Non-existent weapons are far more dangerous because they're impossible to locate. As the Americans found in Iraq? Or as they didn't find. (laughs) (laughs) The administration may have come up with a solution to the challenging question of whether Israel's nukes do or do not exist. The president is considering introducing in the U.N. Security Council a new non-existent nuclear proliferation treaty, which would retroactively authorize Israel to develop as many nuclear weapons which don't exist as necessary, but for peaceful purposes only. Well, what would be a typical peaceful purpose? Preventing a Muslim nation from developing a non-existent nuclear weapon. But why wouldn't a Muslim nation in the region have the same right to develop nuclear weapons which don't exist for the same peaceful purposes? Because Muslim nations don't know the meaning of the phrase peaceful purposes. But Israel does? Absolutely. The Cold War between the U.S. and the USSR guaranteed relative peace around the world for half a century through a deterrent stalemate called MAD, or Mutually Assured Destruction. Why doesn't Iran have the right to develop non-existent nukes to deter Israel's nukes that don't exist? Wouldn't that ensure peace in the Middle East? Maybe we call it Mutually Assured Non-Destruction. Little lady, let me remind you of something. Questioning Israel's good intentions isn't just anti-Semitic. It's tantamount to treason. No, no, no. It is treason. Really? Wouldn't you say it was a textbook example of the First Amendment in action? Are you kidding? Security! Get your hands off yeah. me! Stop! Yeah. Wait, no! Let me go! Let me go! 
The implied equivalency between Israel and its Muslim antagonists drew a chorus of condemnation from distinguished neoconservative scholars and intellectuals. William Crystal, editor of the Weekly Standard. Comparing the rights of Israel to those of Iran is like comparing apples to orange-colored feces. Whether these nuclear weapons exist or don't exist, which they don't, they can certainly be entrusted to a nation whose millennia-long history includes legions of great philosophers, eminent physicists, and brilliant intellectuals like myself, who spent their entire lives pondering the paradoxes of existence and non-existence. How can anyone compare this awesome legacy to a nation of camel herders who gang rape helpless farm animals and are ruled by swarthy mullahs whose beards are so clogged with leftovers they snack off them between meals? In his own press conference, a visibly amused Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, developed the theme. (laughs) My friends, likening Israel to Iran is uh, preposterous. Unlike Iran, we don't seek to destabilize our region with hundreds of illegal nuclear warheads. Our national agenda is uh, not profoundly influenced by a privileged minority of religious lunatics whom assume antiquated black clothing and funny hats and treat women as barely human. We don't even spell the name of our nation with an I. It's actually a why. Bottom line, we're good, they're evil. So enough criticism already. Or we'll make sure you never work again. (laughs) (laughs) The White House later announced that the obnoxious lady reporter has been relocated to eastern Kazakhstan for questioning about her questioning. In the face of recent anti-Semitic terrorism, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has called for a mass immigration of Jews to come to Israel. So we at the Final Edition Radio Hour, or at least those of us who are members of the tribe, wonder just how American Jews would handle the lifestyle in Israel. Hello, ladies. I am uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and I welcome to Jewish State of Israel, otherwise known as the land of milk and honey. Milk and honey? That's like a million calories. Oh, my God. Are we going to get fat here? Uh, Don't worry. You'll be doing enough physical labor in the military that you will not gain any weight. Yeah, about that, we don't really do army. Yeah, where we come from, the army is for lower middle class white men with abusive stepfathers. Plus, we're like really anti-guns. But a major part of being an Israeli citizen is joining the military. Can't we just hire someone to do it for us? Speaking of which... I don't see a lot of Mexicans around here, so who exactly do we hire? Uh, Jews simply hire other Jews in Israel. That that doesn't make any sense. Unless the lighter Ashkenazis hire the darker Sephardics? Oh my god, yeah, that makes total sense. But wait, where do Arabs fit in the picture? Uh, Basically, if you see an Arab, you run. Oh, so it's like seeing a black person in Beverly Hills. 
Uh, exactly. Except Arabs are less on rape and robbery and more on stabbing and bombing. Yeah, I've always wondered why that is. Duh. It's because Arabs have small dicks and guys with small dicks just don't rape. Uh, which is why there is a zero rape occurrence in Israel's military. And now a special treat from the archives, a recording of our very first show from 1912, when it was called the Final Edition Wax Cylinder Hour. From the year 1912, please enjoy. Is it going? Should we start? Yes, go ahead, we're recording. Oi, mein Schmeckel! What are you doing, you halfwit? That's my catchphrase! Oi, mein Schmeckel! Every fucking id comic does that. I'm the voice to do it on a cylinder. Now, I'm the schmeckle guy. Guys, guys, we've only got two minutes per cylinder. Then maybe we should call it the final edition Vax Cylinder Two Minutes. Eich, mein schmeckle. Will you stop? The other voice, by the way, was Andrew. He's an engineer. Actually, I'm a brakeman, but I understand wax tech. What about the beginning? Should we do it over? It's okay. I can fix it digitally. Oh, what does fix it digitally mean? With my fingers, duh. You guys should introduce yourselves. Of course. I'm Sir Toby Hendra. And I'm Yehuda Kreislevitz and Steinavich Berg. You need to shorten your name. Drop the Berg. Or at least the long pause before the Berg. That's to take a breath. Eich, mein Schmeckel. I used to just use my voice name when I was part of a sketch group. We called ourselves Yehuda, Mordecai, Shlomo, and O'Malley. O'Malley? O'Malley's real name was Yitzhak. But we didn't want the group to sound too Jewish. I'm a legend in comedy, Boychik. The whole William Howard Taft is fat thing? Who do you think came up with that? I know, funny. Is that why you're wearing blackface in an audio recording session? Shoot off his balls! Yes, sir! And we don't call it blackface. It's schwatzer in a can. <laughs> mein Schmeckel. This has been a terrible mistake. Hey, this one killed at the Hippodrome. I tap the mic and I say, is this thing on? Oh, that's right. They haven't invented electricity yet. You moron. Electricity has been around for decades. So what? I'm not going to lose my closer. Guys, we're running out of cylinder. Wrap it up. Hey, I got something you can wrap up. Your schmeckle? Hey, you stole that from me! From such humble beginnings grew the final edition radio hour we know today. I'm Tony Hendra saying, Blimey, me tallywhacker. Hey! Tony, we gotta come up with a promo. Our listeners don't know enough about all the great stuff the final edition does. Even when we tell them it's all this like, blah, 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 dot, 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 URL crap. No one gets what that is on radio. They just tune it out. Well, I have the perfect way to hold their attention while we give them the goods. When I was at the National Lampoon in the 70s, our most famous cover had a cute mutt with a 38 Magnum to its head and the legend, buy this magazine or we'll shoot this dog. Yeah, I remember that, but how does that help us? It was a visual image for a magazine. Meet Freckles. Freckles? Oh, there, there. Good boy. What's the matter then? Also, meet my 38 Magnum. Jesus Christ, you have a gun? Don't wave that thing around here. Is that thing loaded? Sure is. 
Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour on Progressive Voices on TuneIn. If you don't stay tuned to this promo while Jeff gives you all the necessary info about our fabulous website and our fabulous YouTube channel and other fabulous stuff we do, I will shoot this dog. Jesus, man, take the gun out of that defenseless animal's ear. Uh-uh. Give him a good, Jeff. Oh, my God, poor Frickles. Okay, fine. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour, you want more of what we do, go to thefinaledition.com. Our radio airs on this network on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at 8, as well as Wednesday at midnight. We've also got an album, we've got a Twitter feed, we've got a great YouTube channel, Facebook, everything you can want at thefinaledition.com. Now... Tell them to tap all that into their iPhones or leave themselves an audio memo. No, I won't. I told them enough, Tony. I'm calling me a... Tell them, tell them, or the dog gets it. I'm cocking the gun right now. Okay, listeners, uh, please, uh, write this down. Thefinaledition.com. Thefinaledition.com. Go there for everything you want from the final edition or this crazy old British coot is going to plug old freckles. Okay, that wasn't so hard, was it? Come here, Freckles, you dumb old chum. Hey! Hey, get down! Get, get down! Get away from me! Get you crazy Good job, Freckles! Get, get him! Sick him! Oh, yeah, this is Jeff Chrysler God. for the final edition of Radio oh, Hour on Progressive Voices on oh, TuneIn. 8 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday nights. Midnight on Wednesday. No, Freckles, put that thing down! You don't have opposable thumbs! No! Step back, doors closing. Attention passengers, the next stop is Washington Station. Doors open on the right. Transfer point to blue and red line trains at Washington. Next stop is Lake Park. Doors open on the left. Transfer to orange, green, pink, brown, blue, purple, dark black, light black, gray, gray spelled with an A, red, rose, maroon, dark red, scarlet, auburn, crimson, merlot, burgundy, darker red, deep red, Darkest red, black red, white, and sorta red line transfers at Lake Park. Excuse me, did he say Scarlet Line? I think so. Next stop is State Street. Transfer to Chartreuse, Periwinkle, Mahogany, Goldenrod, Cyan, Indigo, Mauve, Chestnut, Beige, Grage, Brage, Yellage. White chocolate age, seafoam green, barbecue sauce brown, eggplant purple, mac and cheese yellow, hey this mac and cheese is moldy green, and red line trains at State Street. Some of those weren't even real colors. Next stop is Grand Avenue. Hmm, I guess there's no transfers at Grand. Next stop is Clark Street. Transfer to Greenish Blue. Yellow-pink, pinkish-yellow, blackety-black, vomit-green, vomit-blue, vomit-red, that's never good, shit-brown, shit-yellow, shit-yeah, shit-my-pants, poo-poo, pee-pee, 
Fart. Burp. Body odor. Trash juice. What's that smell? Don't look at me. Clockwork orange. Hunt for red October. The green mile. The color purple. Color, not movie. The color purple. Movie, not color. Pirates of the Caribbean, the curse of the black pearl. Fried green tomatoes. Jackie Brown. White men can't jump. Men in black. Men in black too. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers too. Legally Blonde too. Red, White and Blonde. The Green Mile too. Electric Chair Boogaloo. Coming soon. And Red Line Trains at Clark. Wait, wh why didn't the train stop? Sorry, we missed the stop because there were so many colors. We'll come back around to Lake Park. Transfer to Orange. Green. Pink. Brown. Blue. Okay! Purple. Dark black. Ride the Metro Rail. We learned our colors. Speeding through the night. Hobo Bill, a railroad bum, was fighting for his life. The sadness of his eyes revealed the torture of his... Thank you for calling Bank of America. Please hold for the next available representative. Jeez, how long's this gonna take? Wait a minute. This song... I know this song. Oh my god. Terry and I used to dance to this. It was this song. Oh. It's all coming back to me. All the good times with my dear Terry are coming back to me. I don't want this to stop. Hi. Thanks for calling Bank of America. You interrupted the song! Our song! Sorry about that. Could I get your full name, please? Morgan Gullivan. Hi, Mr. Gullivan. Let me ask you a quick security question. What was the name of your first wife? Terry. Great. Now what can I help you with today? My last check bounced. I'm sorry to hear about that. I'll need to transfer you to our returns department for further assistance. Okay. One more quick security question. Where did you and your wife go on your honeymoon? <laughs> Thank you. Please hold one moment. Uh, uh, Terry! Why did you have to think to leave me? I remember this part of the song. I, I would twirl you around. And your hair would just float. You look beautiful, baby. What's that? You want to come back? You want to love me again? Oh, Terry! Hi, thanks for waiting. You did it again! I have Mark from our returns department on the line. Hi there. Life sucks. Sorry about that. I'd be happy to waive this overdraft fee for you. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Thanks. I just need you to tell me how many days it's been since your ex-wife left you. Why do you need to know that? It's just a security question to protect you against identity theft. It's been 456 days. And what is the 
the name of your ex-wife's new husband? Steve! Very good. And how much more money does he make in a year than you? More, more than I'll make in a lifetime. Okay. I waived that fee for you, sir. Anything else I can help you with? Could you just put me back on hold for just a bit? Sure thing. <laughs> Dedicated listeners to the final edition Radio Hour may have recognized a theme running through our shows the last three months or so. That theme is this. At the end of every episode, we will play the classic piece of satire, Deteriorata, in honor of Donald Trump's presidency. We'll play this until he is gone, and our place in the universe is restored. Enjoy. amid the noise and waste and remember what comfort there may be in owning a piece thereof avoid quiet and passive persons unless you are in need of sleep rotate your tires speak glowingly of those greater than yourself and heed well their advice even though they be turkeys know what to kiss and when Consider that two wrongs never make a right, but that three do. Wherever possible, put people on hold. Be comforted that in the face of all aridity and disillusionment, and despite the changing fortunes of time, there is always a big future in computer maintenance. Remember the Pueblo. Strive at all times to bend, fold, spindle, and mutilate. Know yourself. If you need help, call the FBI. Exercise caution in your daily affairs, especially with those persons closest to you. That lemon on your left, for instance. Be assured that a walk through the ocean of most souls would scarcely get your feet wet. Fall not in love, therefore, it will stick to your face. Gracefully surrender the things of youth, birds, clean air, tuna, Taiwan, and let not the sands of time get in your lunch. Hire people with hooks. For a good time, call 606-4311. Ask for Ken. Take heart amid the deepening gloom that your dog is finally getting enough cheese. 
and reflect that whatever misfortune may be your lot, it could only be worse in Milwaukee. You are a fluke of the universe. You have no right to be here. And whether you can hear it or not, the universe is laughing behind your back. Therefore, make peace with your God, whatever you conceive him to be, hairy thunderer or cosmic muffin, with all its hopes, dreams, promises and urban renewal, the world continues to deteriorate. Give up. You are Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Keith Saltohanes, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Megan Gallagher, Samantha Gerwitz, Sean Ari Leher, Dan Frick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Eddie Parker, Rachel Rauch, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, and Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Melinda Hughes, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The final edition is produced and directed by Tony Hindra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The final edition radio hour is the property of the final edition LLC. Copyright 2014. Hey!